Welcome to the Thrive in China podcast with me, Christina Kohler-Kaluccia from Woodburn Accountants and Advisors. Our daily episodes on solving your China and Hong Kong business pain points are there to help leaders, managers, and entrepreneurs with the daily struggles they may be facing while setting up and operating in China and or Hong Kong. We look at corporate administrative battles such as tax planning, incorporation, accounting, human resource, and labor, as well as cultural and language nuances that may make a daily business life hard. Our goal is to leave you with solutions at your fingertips. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to be looking at how food and beverage brands can expand into the Chinese market. Now, entering the food and beverage market in China presents several challenges, but strategic planning and proactive measures can help address these challenges effectively. Today we're going to be looking at the 10 most common challenges and the solutions associated with each one. The first is cultural differences. The challenge is obviously understanding and adapting to local tastes, preferences, and cultural nuances. To get around this, it is highly recommended to conduct thorough market research, collaborate with local experts, and customize products and marketing strategies to align with the Chinese culture. The second is regulatory compliance, which we will go into greater detail later on in today's episode. But the challenge is simply navigating complex and evolving regulatory requirements for food safety, labeling, and import-export. Again, the solution is engage regulatory experts, stay updated on changes, and ensure strict compliance with all regulations. Building strong relationships with relevant authorities can also be extremely beneficial. The third is the intense competition. There is a tremendous amount of both local and international brands in the food and beverage sector that are expanding into the Chinese market. In order to get around this, it's all about differentiating your brand through unique selling points, investing in strong branding, focusing on innovation to stand out in the market. The fourth are distribution challenges. Establishing an efficient distribution network in a geographically diverse and fast market is complicated. But if you partner with reliable local distributors, leverage technology for supply chain management and consider a mix of traditional and e-commerce distribution channels, you may be able to succeed. Number five is consumer trust and brand perception. Building and maintaining trust in a market where consumers are increasingly conscious of food safety and quality is of utmost importance. But the solution can also be simple. Prioritize transparency. Implement stringent quality control measures as you might do in other jurisdictions around the world. Engage with consumers through social media and respond promptly to their feedback. The sixth is counterfeiting and intellectual property concerns. 
protecting intellectual property and combating counterfeiting is a constant, constant difficulty for foreign investors coming into China, regardless of the industry and sector. The solution is not complicated. Register your brand assets, both trademarks and patents. Monitor the market for potential infringements and take legal action when necessary. Building a strong, strong brand reputation can also deter counterfeiters from ever touching you. The seventh is the e-commerce landscape. Navigating the complexities of China's e-commerce landscape is difficult because it is unique compared to other jurisdictions around the world. As such, develop a robust e-commerce strategy, partner with reputable online platforms, invest in digital marketing, ensure a strong online presence. And this can all be done with reputable third parties that are in market. Number eight are supply chain issues. Obviously working with logistics firms, warehousing firms is fundamental. Ensuring a stable, an efficient supply chain, especially for perishable goods, is going to be a challenge. The only solution I can recommend is establish a diversified and reliable supply chain. Easier said than done, I know. You've got to implement effective inventory management systems, consider local sourcing to minimize logistical challenges as well. Finding reputable, reliable, uh, logistics providers or warehouse managing platforms is going to be complicated, but they are out there and it's a matter of working through it and analyzing who you, who you feel comfortable with. <clears throat> Number nine is government and policy changes. Again, regardless of what industry and sector you're in, the challenge is always going to be to adapt to changes in the regulatory environment as soon as they happen. The only way to get around this is to stay as informed as possible about policy changes specific to your industry and sector, building up government relations strategy, being proactive in adjusting your business strategies to comply with the new regulations. In this regard, it is very good to have a lawyer on board who um, is specialized and an expert in the food and beverage sector. Last but not least, it's language and communication barriers. Right. This would be, again, for every industry and every sector. Overcoming language differences for effective communication is going to be an issue. Make sure you invest in professional translation services, hire bilingual staff, work with Western-owned local marketing agencies who are culturally sensitive to communication. Try to work with third parties that you are able to communicate with fluently. Now, navigating the food and beverage market in China requires a combination of market understanding, regulatory compliance, cultural adaptation. Companies need to remain flexible, stay informed about the market dynamics, seek local expertise to address the challenges effectively, and capitalize on opportunities in this very dynamic market. Now, the biggest pain point that we see in the food and beverage sector is registering food and beverage products in China um, according to the safety and quality standards. So we do in this episode want to provide you with a general guide on how to register your food and beverage products in China. 
Number one is understanding the regulatory framework, familiarizing yourself with China's regulatory framework for food and beverage products. The key agencies involved include the China Food and Drug Administration and its local counterparts. The second is product classification, determining the classification of your food and beverage items. Different categories of food and beverages may have specific registration requirements. Look at the ingredients list of your products as well and what is within them, as this will also lead to specific registration requirements. And the third is pre-market approval. Some products do require pre-market approval before they can even be sold in China. Check whether your product falls into this category and if so, initiate that approval process. The fourth is legal, uh, sorry, is labeling compliance. Um, ensure that your product labels comply with the Chinese regulations. It, this includes providing accurate information on ingredients, nutritional con content, and allergens in Chinese. Number five is verifying that your products meet Chinese food safety standards. You have to conduct the necessary testing and provide documentation to uh, demonstrate compliance. Number six is obtain quality certifications for your products if required. Some products may need certifications such as the China compulsory certification, which is the 3C mark. Number seven is local representation. In order to do food and beverage registration, food and beverage product registrations, it is advisable to, to work with a local representative or agent that is familiar with that process. There are certification companies in China that specialize solely in the registration of food and beverage items. Make sure you're working with one of these agents um, because having somebody on the ground is mandatory for registration purposes. Number eight is documentation preparation. A comprehensive set of Chinese documentation, which includes product specifications, manufacturing processes, quality control measures, and safety assessments must be prepared and then eventually submitted. Number nine is conduct product testing in accredited laboratories. The results of these tests may need to be submitted as part of the registration process. Number 10 is then submitting your product registration application to the relevant regulatory authorities, like for example, the um, China Food and Drug Administration, okay? Uh, the submission process will vary depending on the product category. Number 11 is that the authorities will review your application and if it meets the requirements, they will issue the necessary approvals. This process may take some time, anywhere from a few months to 18 months to two years, and you may need to provide additional information or address some concerns raised during the review. Number 12 is registration certificate. Once you've gone through the whole review and approval, you will receive a registration certificate. This certificate is essential for legally allowing you to sell your products in the Chinese market. Number 13 is post-market surveillance. And you've got to be prepared for these activities, which can include inspections and audits. 
Compliance with ongoing regulatory requirements is crucial to maintain your product's market presence. Last but not least, it's also your responsibility to stay informed. You've got to keep abreast of any changes in the regulations or standards that may affect your products. Like I've highlighted previously, it is highly recommended to work with local experts such as regulatory consultants or legal advisors who are familiar with the food and beverage market and its regulatory landscape. They can guide you through the process, help you to navigate the complexities and ensure compliance with all the requirements. I hope today's video and episode has helped. Stay tuned for more. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Now, can Woodburn help you? I am offering a free 30-minute call where we discuss the obstacles you are encountering on your China and or Hong Kong business journey and how we can help accelerate your success. The link to my diary is in the show notes. I look forward to speaking with you soon.